Hi, friends. Welcome to the Fit Christian Woman podcast, where we make health and fitness fun, inspirational, and transformative from the inside out. I'm your host, Kelsey Bryant. I'm a wife, mom, daughter of the king, and a clinical exercise physiologist. I'm here to help you finally find a fitness plan that works for you and glorifies Jesus. So fill up your water jug, put on your yoga pants. It's time to get fit. Hi friends, welcome in. I hope you're having a beautiful day and today we're going to continue our talk about getting started. So last episode I talked about how believing is one of the first steps to getting started. If you haven't checked that out, go back, listen to that amazing episode and then tune back into this one because this one we're going to cover how to get started eating healthy. So let's jump right in. I'm ready to go if you are. I'm going to walk you through step-by-step of what you should do when you're starting to eat healthy. I think the first step is that you need to start cleaning out. So clean out those things that are trigger foods. Clean out the, the processed foods. Clean out the junk that's been sitting in your pantry that you keep saying you're going to eat and you never will get to. So the stuff that you don't like. And if you are thinking like, well, I don't know what trigger foods are, this is where you need to keep your journal and start recording, getting really clear on what you eat, when you eat it, and why. And then you'll start to realize if some of your eating behaviors are surrounded by emotional stress, surrounded more by mental things, physical factors, locations, different times of day, and you'll start to begin to really notice if it's a trigger food If you just got done with a busy day of work, you need to go home and have a bar of chocolate or a glass of wine. Those are more trigger foods than they are foods that you're eating for fuel and foods that you're eating for consumption. Or if you hang up with your mom and from a phone call and all of a sudden you realize that you're searching for the cookies or something else, those would be trigger foods. Those are more linked to emotional or physical ties, you know, you're physically exhausted from work, you think you need a glass of wine. So start keeping a journal if you're not already doing that. If you believe you're overeating and you're eating out of stress, if you're eating to soothe yourself instead. So the first thing you're going to do is clean out. You're going to clean out any of those trigger foods because if they're not there, you're not going to eat them. And then you're also going to clean out some of the processed food because we know that eating clean, quote unquote, or eating more whole foods is best for us. So processed foods are things that are quick. They can be in the freezer. They're your quick meals that you just pop in the oven because they're full of additives and preservatives. It's not your fresh food. So if you want to stock your food or stock your fridge with whole foods, that's going to be your fruits and your vegetables, the ones that need to be washed and prepared, things like that. Now canned foods are fine too, Frozen vegetables that are just vegetables, you know, think of a bag of frozen broccoli. The ingredients is only broccoli. Those count as whole foods too. So it's okay if you're consuming your fruits and vegetables in these different forms, canned or frozen. The only thing is when you come to your fruits that are canned, just be sure that they're not in a heavy syrup and that they're either in natural fruit juice or in water just to cut down on the sugar consumption. But eating things out of a can or from the frozen is just as good as eating fresh. You'll still get the same nutrients. We just wanna start looking at the ingredients so we know that they're not processed and they're what we call whole 
foods. So that's step one, cleaning out the junk, cleaning out the trigger foods, cleaning out the processed food, because when you are hungry then, your options are only going to be healthy. So this is step one and going to set you up for success, okay? And then from there, we go into being prepared. So step one was clean out, step two, being prepared. And you're going to make a meal plan. So If you're trying a new way of eating, and I know that it's a little bit different, if this is not what you're used to, it is doable. Let's let's make it as doable as we can and let's make it fun. So when you are making a meal plan, pick the food you like. Do you like enchiladas? Do you like chili? Do you like soup? Do you like sandwiches? It's really whatever you want. And if you do it right, you can fit all of these foods into your healthy lifestyle. So as you're meal planning, your meals become shaped around your goals too and your time frame. So when you're meal planning, if you want to lose 30 pounds over a year, you get to be a little bit more liberal in your diet. You'll have a little bit more room to kind of ease in because it's such a long time period. But if you want to lose 30 pounds in three months, you're going to need to be more strict. You're going to not get the cheat meals and you're not going to get the desserts and different things. So it kind of depends on your goals and it depends on your time frame. If you're just trying to get into a healthy lifestyle, one that's sustainable, I suggest giving yourself a lot of grace and doing it over a longer period of time. That way you can know what serves you and you don't feel so restricted. But if you are a go-getter and you said are ready to set the goal of this much weight in this much time, first of all, make sure it's realistic because losing 30 pounds or 60 pounds in a month is not realistic. But make your goal realistic, make it in a time frame. And if you want to be a tighter time frame, then that's okay. But your meal plan will reflect that. There will be less liberties in it and you will be more, more focused on your quantity and your quality of food. And if you are thinking right now, <laughs> Kelsey, I have so many specific questions just for me that I want to encourage you to join my weight loss challenge. It's going to kick off February 15th through March 1st, and there are some spots left, but this is a great challenge because you will have direct access to me to ask those specific questions. This is why I'm taking such a small number of people, because I I want to help you specifically get to your goal, and I wanna help you specifically find your success. And the cost for this is so minimal because I charge a lot of money for this one-on-one coaching, and especially when it involves nutrition and meal planning, but I'm offering it such an amazing price that when you see it, it'll be such a no-brainer. Of course you'll join because you'll have access to me, your specific questions will be answered, and you'll finally feel supported and like you have the correct plan going forward in those two weeks to start losing weight. So let's refocus. So after we've cleaned out the junk, we're beginning our meal plan, okay? And what this is, you are creating a meal plan for seven days, right? There's seven days in a week. And I create mine like this. I think of the things I wanna eat, and I also think of the things I have in the house and make meals from that. Things that are in the freezer, things that are in the pantry. So my meal plan is broken down seven days, all right, you know, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I have to break each day down into breakfast, lunch, 
dinner, and then one to two snacks. Kind of depends, again, on your goal. And if your workday is really long and it's like a 12 to 12, you're going to need the two snacks. But if you come home and start prepping dinner, you know, by three in the afternoon, if you're like a school teacher, you might not need that second snack. Again, it goes by the goals that you want and the time frame you're looking for. So after you've named all the meals, because you want to be prepared, right? We don't want to leave any spots blank. But a beautiful thing is, as you cook your own food and as you get better at cooking, you'll know that you'll have leftovers. Like, you know that your family of four will eat just out of two pounds of chicken. You only eat one pound, so now you have another meal prepared. So those things are perfect because if you don't want to cook, too many times throughout the week or if they, if there's one night that you're all out of the house and you just need something to heat up, it'll already be prepared for you. Leftovers are a-okay. They fit into the meal plan every week for me. They fit into there because there's just some days that it's like, I'm running on zero. I just need something to eat. So I go to the fridge, there's a leftover meal and that is perfect. I know it already fits into the meal plan and I'm ready to go. So while you are writing down what you're going to eat every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know what I mean. You'll write down your meal. So for breakfast, I'm going to have egg whites with spinach and toast. Then right next to it, kind of draw a line down and it'll be in a separate column. And you're going to write the ingredients that you need. So if you're out of bread, you're going to write bread. If you're out of eggs, you're going to write eggs. If you're out of spinach, you're going to write spinach. Why? Because right now, this is helping you also make your grocery list. So you're sitting down one time and you're getting two things accomplished because we want to work smarter and not harder. So you're getting your meal plan done and you're getting your grocery list accomplished too. This way you don't go to the store and think, oh, I think I have bread or I think I have chili powder. You already know because you're taking the time right now to plan it out. And the, the better you get at this, the quicker it'll be. And you'll start to kind of find patterns. I like certain things. I like warm breakfast. So, you know, oatmeal's great and eggs are great and maybe a muffin here or there. So you're able to kind of find out what works for you, what works for your time frame in these meal plans. So you are writing down every meal, every snack, and the ingredients that you need all in this one sitting. You're keeping it organized so that way when you go to the store, you have your list of ingredients. If you're thinking that it's hard to come up with meal ideas, I want to just encourage you. Google, Instagram, Pinterest, keep a running list. Sometimes I'll see something new or like a fresh idea and I'll just save it to Pinterest if that's where I am or I'll save it in my IG so I can go back for it. And this is like at any time. I'm always looking. That way I always have something new or fresh at least throughout the week. And remember, these things get to be fun. So if there's like a new TikTok trend that looks delicious and something that you want to try, bookmark it. So that way that next week you can do that. You can make sure you get the ingredients and you can give it a try. It doesn't have to all be boring diet food. Like, and I put quotes around diet food because food is what we make it. It's not that a chicken breast is not a diet food. It's just a chicken breast. But if you think that diets are restrictive and if you think that they're bland, it's only because you haven't tried them in like a fun setting or tried them in with a lot of flavor or you thought that maybe adding flavor meant adding fat and extra calories. Well, I'm going to show you that that's not necessarily true. So you're making your grocery list. 
I also want to encourage you, if you order your groceries or whatnot, then you make a list and, and you're ordering them on Instacart or whatnot, save it and label this list. If you label, label your meal plan, maybe like phase one if you're just starting out, or you know if it's lunch with chicken enchiladas, label it something that you'll remember and then you've already put the work in. Just kind of stash this away in the folder so you can come back and see it later, right? And use it again in maybe another month or maybe another six weeks or something. That way you've already put in this work, it just begins to compound on each other. Your work just begins to compound. So that was just the planning part. So you're gonna clean out and then you're gonna meal plan. You're gonna put down the names of what you're gonna eat when and then you're gonna have your ingredient list so that way when you go to the store, you're already prepped and ready to go. So now we're gonna move into what to do with the food once you bring it home from the store. And that is called meal prepping. So we went from meal planning to meal prepping. And my best practice is that I cook in pretty much all my meals on Sunday. And this is just the day that I pick, you can pick yours. And it's because my husband works late most days of the week. So those are kind of out. And this is really like the only day, Sunday is the only day that I can put full attention an hour or so, maybe more if I need it, in the kitchen where I'm not called away to go wipe the butts of little ones or, I mean, come on moms, you know what I'm saying. I get to just get my hands dirty, be in there cooking, prepping all the vegetables, getting, you know, if I'm making breakfast muffins, getting things done and just being able to focus. So for me, it's Sunday. It could be Saturday afternoon, maybe Saturday evening if you're home if that's your lifestyle too or something, or maybe it's Wednesday, it it doesn't matter. But I try to pick one day so I'm not having to do something every day that most of it's done other than maybe cooking one meal. So I want you to think about that, trying to schedule out some time in your week for meal prepping. As you begin kind of meal prepping, I think that meal prepping really helps to keep me on track. One, because it's already done, And I feel like it actually takes more effort to eat off plan and to go out of my way than to just finish cooking what I've already started or to heat up what's in there. And to me, meal prepping also gives me motivation to get to the gym because dinner's already done. So I get to take that off my plate. So I have some extra time. And so I have some extra time for priorities and especially the priorities right now, which is my health. So working out is one of those priorities. So I feel like I have more energy to put into my workout because I don't have to come home, think of dinner, slave over dinner, try to fight with the kids to eat it because I've already planned and I already know what we're having. I know that the children will enjoy it and it's done. Okay, so then from there, I just wanna encourage you, okay? A lot of times as we're beginning this process or, the, or we start our meal plan and you leave a, leave a day blank or you leave a meal blank and you're like, oh, that's my cheat meal. I really wanna discourage you, especially if you're trying to lose a large amount of weight from falling into this cheat meal just for a little while. I'm talking at least like the first month and there's a reason for this and because a cheat meal especially if you've done this before or if you've done like a week of meal planning and then you've had your cheat meal think back and if it's been a stumbling block for you I really want you to skip it because a lot of times these cheat meals can turn into well I already ate off plan for lunch so it's okay if we go out for dinner and now instead of one meal you're two meals deep 
And then maybe you let your hair down and you want to have a drink or so. And if, okay, now I'm one drink in. Well, I already didn't eat a good lunch or a dinner and I've had a cocktail. Let's have another one. Because now you are calories and calories and calories above where you wanted to be. So I really try to discourage cheat meals for a while until you really feel that you have control over your diet, over your eating, over your triggers, and that you've started to see progress. Because if you've started to see progress, you're more motivated to stay on plan too. And those cheat meals are a little less enticing because as you continue to watch the scale go down, it's more like, I don't think I need that chocolate right now. Or I don't think I need that cocktail because I'm really focused on this goal and I'm getting there and I'm getting there and I'm getting there. So that those things can wait. And that's when you're truly in control of your health. When you get to decide on the things that serve you and don't serve you and they reflect your goals too. So it's not to say that you can never have a cheat meal, but what I just wanna say is that If Satan can use something to make you sin, he will. And if that right now is his, if he has power over you in food or over you in willpower, he's going to continue to use that. So if you want to stay strong and you want to stay free, especially over anything physical, then I would skip the cheat meals for a while. And then maybe it becomes like a cheat item where you still eat all your, your plan You're eating dinner and then you decide, oh, I do want a little piece of chocolate. And then it's a cheat item. Or I want a scoop of ice cream. So then it's just one item. So you're already still on plan. You're rocking it out. And then this is just a little bonus. And it's not an everyday. It's like a once a week is how you introduce this. So that is just my advice. That's how I plan every week. When I start eating healthy or... You know, after the holidays, I re-go through my pantry and my fridge and my freezer, if it's in there too, and I clean out the triggers. I get rid of them because if they're not here, I can't eat them. Then I go into my meal planning, which is where I find the meals for the week, the snacks, the things I enjoy, the recipes I want to, to modify and tweak to meet my needs. And then I go to the grocery store, I've sat down, I've thought of everything, I go to the grocery store, and then I come home and I meal prep. And then I'm all done for the week. So those are the perfect ways to start getting healthy, to follow that plan. And if you're kind of like, oh, I don't know how I'd write this down, or if you feel like you're getting messy, I want to give you a free resource. So if you go to my website, kelsey-bryant.com slash meal planner, There's a free downloadable there. So that's kelsey-bryant.com slash meal planner. And this is going to be exactly what I walked you through. It's going to have the days of the week, leaving you for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a few snacks for your meals. And then it will have your ingredients list. So you can easily fill out. You can print that out. You can take that to the store with you. So you have your grocery list too. So go and check that out. If you're ready to join the two-week challenge, grab the meal planner, print it out so you can already get started. You can start planning and preparing to eat healthy. So remember, this gets to be fun. So plan some fun meals. Or if you've been cooking certain things that you know your family loves, tweak them a little bit. See how you can make them healthier. And if you're not really sure, then join the two-week challenge so you have direct access to me. So you can say, here's my delicious recipe. How can I make this healthier? And I'll give you a few ideas of 
swaps to make or things to cut out that won't lose any flavor but will just give you a healthier option so you guys can continue to eat the way that you like to and still reach your weight loss goals. Because there's nothing worse than eating diet food and having it be bland. No one wants that. So I hope you guys will join me in the two-week challenge. Go and grab your free meal planner, and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, ladies. I misspoke, so I just want to clarify that the meal planner, free meal planner download is at learn.kelsey-bryant.com meal planner. If you have questions, check out the show notes. The link's correct there. So it is learn.kelsey-bryant slash meal planner for your free download. Go check it out.